this first question, uh, <laughs> it might come across as insulting, but I, I mean it with sincerity. Um, you guys don't look like a band. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, you know, you see like a band's publicity pictures and they're all like posing by a brick wall or all looking in different directions or something stupid like that. Yeah. You guys yeah. look like just normal people who like each other and like to play music for the love of the game. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good fair assessment, I'd say. Um, me and the guys have uh, actually, it's funny, um, a lot of people uh, after getting to know us think that we've known each other for years and we've been doing this for years, just buddies kind of thing. But uh, back a few years, uh, I guess it would have been 2016, I was uh, just looking for guys to jam with and I actually found these guys on Kijiji. Um, just they were looking for a singer for a punk pop punk style group, and I I started jamming with them, and we became close over the last few years. But that's uh, that's sort of how how we are. We're just kind of buddies that like to get together and play music, and yeah, we're we're not big on the the you know posing and promo and stuff like that. It's just you know we're just kind of ourselves. <laughs> so were those three friends before you uh, you got involved with them? Um, two of them had gone to high school together. Jared and Wade, our uh, guitar player and drummer, had gone to high school together. Um, and then uh, Kirby was our bass player. He was another Kijiji find. Um, and then same with myself. And, and then the three of us have just not looked back since. <laughs> so are people surprised when they call uh, 6 out of 10 on stage and it's it's you guys? Like you don't look like Kiss or anything like that, I guess? <laughs> Um, you know what? No, I, I, I think, um, well, like, I mean, we've made some pretty good, uh, some pretty good friends in the scene and the, the music scene here is, uh, uh, it's pretty incredible what the local people do. They're, uh, very welcoming, uh, people, all the bands, the fans, you know, um, it's pretty special what we have here in Manitoba. I don't think a lot of people realize that. I'm going to stop uh, insulting the fact that you wear T-shirts. I apologize for going on so long about that. Uh, so you guys had your long-awaited album released this past weekend. How did it go? It was excellent. Uh, we had a pretty good turnout. It was at the Windsor Hotel, and uh, the album was very well received. Uh, everybody noticed uh, the artwork right away was was very stoked on that, and then uh, the music. And, and honestly, for the past three days, we've been getting nothing but... Uh, amazing feedback from all over the place. I mean, there's been a few uh, punk magazines in, in Quebec that have shared it on their social media, and I've just looked and, and seen uh, comments from people out that way, uh, you know, just, uh, I guess, praising the style, because we're, we're sort of a, a, a I want to say, like a lost style of punk. Uh, we, we really... Um, took that 90s kind of style, that no effects, fat rec, um, you know, type style, and and have kind of tried to bring it back because that's what all of us grew up on. So that's that would be your genre of music if you had to pick one. Yeah, yeah, uh, skate punk, uh, '90s punk. Yeah, that that's kind of what uh, if, if I had to put it in one. Yeah, that's what I'd say. Um, you guys have all the uh, all the online accoutrements. You have uh, Bandcamp and Spotify. I was wondering which one you think is more important for your success. Um, you know what? Uh, it's 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 hard to say because. These these uh, these days, it seems like the the average listener, um, but you know, the, has the streaming services like Spotify or Apple Music or Google Play. But the people who you know are in bands and who 
really uh, take a look at the deep, um, you know, um, bands that are, you know, kind of deep in the scene that you don't really see too often. Those people are the Bandcamp followers, and I, and I would say they're both equally important. But uh, yeah, we're, we're we're we try and put our music up everywhere we can so that anybody can listen at any time. If I were to describe Bandcamp as LinkedIn for musicians, is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, I would say actually that's a that's a pretty good uh, pretty good uh, analogy there. So what has that as a tool done for you guys? Like who have you been able to get in contact with that you wouldn't have been able to otherwise? Um, well, like I said, like these uh, some of these uh, magazines from uh, out out east uh, and things like that have just saw our album shared on Bandcamp. I guess when we put new music on there, it sort of pops up. Um, in people's feeds who are interested in, in, you know, things like other punk bands. And uh, so, I mean, it's been, it's been kind of actually, cause we've never been able to get out of town on tour or anything like that. So it's kind of reached us out further than just Manitoba and, and gotten some attention um, in other provinces here. What would it take for you guys to go tour? Uh, you know what? It's, just, it's, it's really just a lineup of like, we all work, you know, uh, regular jobs and that. So uh, it's really just lining up everybody to be able to get to get out. And, and I mean, obviously, I mean, the, the money thing is, is sometimes an issue, but uh, I think we would we really want to get out on tour next summer. I think that's a really, uh, really important step for us going if, forward. If you never did, though, and you just played in Winnipeg uh, for the rest of your lives, would you consider it a success still? Absolutely. Um, you know, I didn't get into this band to, to just go and try and be famous or go, you know, go out on tour, world tour every time. Like, I mean, as nice as that would be, I think uh, playing for the people here and meeting the people here that we have met uh, is, has been amazing over these last couple of years for us. And uh, I don't think we have any regrets at this point. So. Uh, your Facebook page has a, a video of you guys in what I assume is your rehearsal space. Is that accurate? Yes. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. We actually, uh, we actually just moved out of there. Um, that one was a, uh, a Taekwondo studio in the Grain Exchange building uh, downtown on Lombard Avenue. Um, there's quite a few jam spaces up there. Um, but that one was was huge, and we were sharing with uh, I think four or five other bands at one point. <laughs> so um, it got a little little crazy in there. But uh, we actually just moved down the hall to uh, quite a bit of a smaller room now. Hey, did you guys ever practice on Sunday afternoons? Always. Oh God. Okay, that was you then. Because every day yeah. I used to work at a different radio station just a couple months ago, and it's right by there. And every oh, okay. Sunday after I was done work, I would walk down uh, to my car, and I'd pass yeah. a building on Lombard. And it was yeah. just like every every week, it was just guitars just pouring out of it, and I was always curious what was going yeah. on there. So that's a big rehearsal space, huh? Yeah, that it, that uh, space was huge. We had a big window in there, and uh, yeah, we'd always keep her open. And yeah, lots of people would uh, actually, um, you know, make comments from walking by when we'd walk downstairs to the parking lot. Oh, was that you guys jamming <laughs> up there? Yeah, 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 that was us. Well, it sounded great, <laughs> yeah, man. Sounded... I loved it. Oh. Appreciate that. <laughs> so what's the new space like then? Um, you know what? It's just uh, probably, a, I'd say, a third of the square footage of, of, the, um, of the old space. But uh, same idea, same building just down the hall. Um, now we're just sharing with uh, one other band who, uh, who we're all very close friends with. So it's just a lot easier to kind of keep track of our equipment and, and things like that. So it's just it's nice to... Uh, 
have a space still in that Grain Exchange building. That's a great building for for bands to uh, rehearse in. So the bands that you are close to, what do you guys talk about when you get together? Oh, I mean, everything from, uh, you know, what's going on locally to, uh, you know, the big shows that are coming into town. And, um, I mean, a few of us, uh, we have multiple projects on the go. Like I'm, uh, myself and Jared are part of a, a cover band um, with a few of the guys from the band that we share the space with. So, um, you know, anything. Music is, is the big topic, though, I would say. Um, it's uh, very... <clears throat> very important part of all of our lives so that's uh that's huge for us uh what song are we going to play for mandatory manitoba and what do you want to tell me about it okay well uh this the song is called no job no stress um <laughs> it's uh sort of actually a different style um than the 90s punk style that i've been telling you about uh, this one i wrote um last i think it was last year when I had gone through some things and, and uh, left my job and without uh, telling my wife. <laughs> and, oh, I bet uh, you that went over super well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I mean, you can hear in the lyrics, uh, basically, you know, I'm sometimes can be the type of guy that doesn't really like asking for help. Uh, you know, I kind of like to do things my own way and, and, um, you know, sometimes I, I, I know I should, but, uh, you know, I don't. And I mean, the thing was, was the job was stressing me out more than, you know, not having a job and not thinking about bills and things like that. So this is, uh, that song is, uh, it was very, very important to me. And um, it just helped me get my, my feelings down about the, you know, the current situation that I was in. I have to admit, I did a little Facebook stalking of you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your uh, profile picture is you, and I'm, I'm assuming that's your son. Yeah, and you guys are both wearing Andrew Luck jerseys. How we are. <laughs> that sucks, man. How did you feel when he uh, when he gave it up? Just awful, man. Uh, you know, I was so excited for the season coming up, and because uh, the Colts has so much talent around, and he's been my favorite player since he came into the league. I, I was, I've always been a Colts fan. I was a Peyton Manning fan before, and when we went all in for Andrew Luck, I was, I got excited and saw what he could do, and then. This one just kind of came out of nowhere, like, I mean, a week before the season started. So that was uh, that was a little uh, rough on me. But, uh, I mean, hey, I'm still optimistic. They looked okay in week one there. I know they didn't get the win. But, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a little rough. It's time for some new jerseys, I think. <laughs> which, uh, which camp of Colts fans do you find yourself in? Do you understand why he had to make that decision? Or are you one of those really mean oh, people I- out there? No, you know what? I think for the first day, I think I was a little sour. But after, I mean... I mean, you look back at, at all the injuries, and, and I, I know myself what uh, physical injuries can do to your mental mental health when it comes to, you know, getting up and going to your job every day. And, I mean, um, it's it's tough. So I, I, I do understand where uh, where that decision came from and with that guy who's going to have um, a family and, uh, you know, a kid right away. That's, that's um, it's something that I, I understand. All right, Dan. Hey, man, this has been a pleasure. Thank you for your time. Jay, thanks very much. I appreciate you having us on.